Welcome to Federal Sense with your friendly HR guy. Hello, this is your friendly HR guy. This is Federal Sense, a podcast to help supervisors in the federal government with a lot of issues they have that are unique to supervisors uh, that you're probably not going to find uh, out in the uh, private sector. Uh, I want to have this one about a recent case I got where a supervisor calls me and wants to address performance with the employee. And I dig in and, you know, ask what what we're seeing. And basically, this employee gets all the work done on time, in fact, very quickly, and turns it in, and it's sloppy. And so she wants to possibly give her a two, even work on an ODAP or a PIP, and... You know, I think uh, it'd be very easy to just go down that performance path. But before I do that and put in that work and have the manager put in all that work, I like to dig in to see what what is what are we actually talking about here. And she describes the work as sloppy. You know, you get a week to to review and and you know produce a a a, a work product. You get a week to do it and the person gets it done in three hours. You know, you take an old one, you copy-paste, you you make a few conclusions, and you, you slap a, you know, a new date on it, and you call it a day. And great, I the thing I'm supposed to work all week on, I'm, I'm done, it's off my plate, and I'm good to go. And the manager is saying that, no, this is a performance issue. Um, so I always have them send me the elements. You know, send me your PMAP elements. I look at them, and again... Uh, they don't meet the SMART requirements, you know, and, and you can Google that. But um, basically, the one we usually are missing is a standard that's measurable. You want to hold an employee to a standard, you've got to come up with some kind of metrics. The one I like is iterations. Um, so have one element about your work product. Have it that the second iteration has minimal errors, right? You're not... You're not um, you're not you're not having it perfect, right? I'm not saying it has to be perfect, but minimal errors. You know, something I can fix in 20 minutes would be minimal. Uh, whatever the standard is, you should have that. Well, this manager doesn't have that standard, um, not in writing anyway. Uh, under the element, it, it it talks about completing these reviews in a legible way that uses plain language and. Uh, is easy for outside stakeholders to understand. That's that's amazing, but you're missing the M from a smart element. Measurable. How are you measuring that? You you want them to do this? Great. Well, if it takes 15 iterations to do this, they've met the requirement in the element, right? And I and I think that's what we're talking about. The measurement part is time. You know, yes, get it done by the deadline. But what happens if every 20 minutes they send you a new iteration, you know, and, and that week you gave them to do this, they, they send you 20 iterations where each time you bring up something, they change it and then send it right back. That, so you've got to come up with something measurable. So that was my point to the manager is, yes, her work is sloppy, but where in, where in your element does it talk about the quality of work? And in some kind of measurable way. 
So I dig in more and I ask, you know, give me examples of the sloppiness. And it, she's, she describes that the review is missing conclusions. It's missing, um, you know, a, a, uh, cohesive, um, you know, uh, summary. It's missing four part harmony. It's missing all these things. And I'm like, you're using the wrong word. It, it's not sloppy. It's incomplete. And, and part of this I see with managers is they describe something or they, in an attempt, in an attempt to soften and not hurt people's feelings, they describe the work as sloppy, but that's not what's happening. It's not sloppy. It's incomplete. There's no conclusion. There's no four-part harmony. There's no, um, you know, concise summary of the research. Whatever it's missing, whatever your work product is missing, something that's not sloppy. That's incomplete. And and my guidance to the manager is this isn't performance, because it it would be performance as if it was their first year. And okay, let's use that probationary period if if we're in one, and see if they are a good fit and can do this work. But they've been in the job for two years, three years, so either you haven't tested them or they can do the job, but they're rushing. They would rather do other stuff. They don't seem this think this is important. Whatever the reason is, they're turning it in incomplete, and they're probably used to the supervisor completing it, you know, making track changes and completing the work and, oh, it's sloppy. I want to give her a two or I want to give her a one and do a pip. But it's when you bring up the issues, she understands it, makes the corrections. Performance is when training will help, when they don't know that they're supposed to write a conclusion when they don't know that there's a template and they need to follow a four-part harmony. If they don't know something or they're not good at it, we could call that performance, and then through training, they get better. But when training isn't working and they have no questions and everything you say in the training, they're like, yeah, I know that. So they, they know all the stuff. They know how to do it. They're just not doing it. Say it with me together. That's called conduct having a week to do something and you slap it together in two hours and turn it in because you just want to get it off your desk, that's not performance. That is a conscious decision not to do something well, not to proofread it, not to send it to a peer to get a second fresh fresh pair of eyes on it, not to go above and beyond and triple, quadruple check your work before you turn it in when you have plenty of time. That is conduct. It isn't sloppy work. It's incomplete work. They're not completing it. If they gave you a picture of a ham sandwich and they turned it in and said, here you go, here's my finished review, would you say it's sloppy? No, it's incomplete. It's They did not do the work. They had plenty of time. See, performance sounds like this. On the second day of a, a assignment they have a week to do, on the second day, they email you and say, hey, I'm stuck. I'm not sure what template to get, or the template I'm using has a thousand things that don't relate to this this specific work. Part. Are there other templates? Um, I, you know, the template's asking for research, but I'm not sure where to begin. That's a performance kind of opening from an employee, right? 
performance is not they turn it in the first day and it's you know half done that's not performance now if they're like oh yeah i completed it it's a, it's a great thing and then you 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 have a one on one and you break down the issues with it and they go oh i didn't know that i've never heard of that oh where's that oh wow and you get that kind of response of just not knowing what you're talking about. Okay, maybe we can call that performance, and maybe they just misunderstood, and this is the first time doing it. Let's call that performance. But when they've done it a thousand times, and you've trained them, and you've shown them a thousand times how to do something correctly, and they just don't do it, that's not sloppy work. That's incomplete work. And so I challenge managers to... Give a benefit of the doubt to your employee, but there's a certain point when I've told you this nine times, I've told you this 20 times, when I bring it up, you remember, and you're like, yeah, that's right, oh, my bad. These mistakes on every assignment, that's a conscious decision not to proofread your work, not to double check, not to keep a checklist and make sure my work product meets all of these requirements. That's conduct. Not caring and being lazy is conduct. Because how, how are you going to train somebody not to be lazy? That's not performance. But the majority of the problems I'm seeing are when the standard we're holding people to is not written in their performance and their PMAP. And I've talked about this in other episodes where a lot of time managers aren't empowered to rewrite their elements. And I'm fine with that. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to push on that because a lot of times the managers I'm helping don't have the authority or haven't been given the authority to make changes to PMAP. And if they did, it would just take a, the whole division into a, a tailspin. But you're holding your employees to a standard and you're measuring them in your head on, on their performance. But you're not documenting how you're doing that. You're just kind of doing it as you do the work. But everything you measure your employee by should be in that PMAP if it's important. And it should be a standalone element, and it, there should be a standard in there. So, But what's weird is the people that come to me saying they have performance issues with their employees in the federal government, when I whittle down to the actual problem, it's usually conduct. And so part of this as a manager – before you can address the issue, you have to identify the issue. And this is a common problem of confusing conduct for performance. You know, and, and you as a manager have to sit down and write out what is the expectation of this work product. And if an employee has a barrier to producing that, then let's address those barriers and get it fixed. They bring up that they're dyslexic. They bring up that their vision isn't great. Great, let's get them a bigger screen. Let's get some something to help them with their dyslexia, whatever that is. You know, there's there's things they can do with that. But the simple fact of just not doing it is not necessarily a performance issue. In fact, I I would argue after a few years in a position, if you've done the job, there, and as, less, as long as the job hasn't changed significantly, there are no more performance issues. Unless they come out with some new software that they need you to use and you're just not picking it up really fast, and unless there's some big change, there isn't performance issues. Just not doing the work or being, you know, you could argue a, a poor multitasker. That could be a performance issue. 
that that could be. And it, then I hope you have an element that talks about multitasking. And and what's the standard? You know, uh, missing deadlines uh, is something measurable because um, you can't demand perfection. So how many missed deadlines would still be considered, you know, a three, um, you know, an acceptable meeting the expectation? But it all kind of starts with addressing the, the actual problem and identifying what we're actually trying to fix because you're – you come to me wanting to fix sloppy work, but when I dig into it, what you really have is an employee who doesn't care and is lazy and is spending two hours to do a job that she should have taken a week to do. That's not performance, right? And and so my strategy that I recommend to the manager was, okay, if she has a week to do it and she's tried similar things what she tried was that she would have a she would tell her to turn it in on Wednesday you know 3 days in and the employee just doesn't and it's like well, what do i do it's like all right don't just have them blindly send it to you have a one-on-one -on -one training scheduled so if you have someone that is turning in poor quality or missing deadlines you start by breaking up the deadline into manageable pieces where you check in have have if you're remote or in person you just have a meeting where you go over where they currently are with the project right and so for this person that does it in two hours and you have a week just schedule one-on-one -on -one, we'll go over it you go over the issues hey you you don't have a conclusion here hey you don't have four-part harmony hey you haven't done this research give her instructions send a summary email after that one-on-one -on -one. hey great meeting today uh below is a summary of the things we went over for your reference Let's meet again and, and tomorrow or in two days and go over, you know, uh, where you are then, right? This will give you a lot of things. It will give you information on what's actually happening because a lot of times you have these performance issues that are really conduct issues and you don't even know what they're doing. Are they waiting to the last minute? Are they getting stuck and they're scared to ask you? Are, are they just lazy and don't care and they've, they're looking for other jobs and they know you're not going to fire them, you know? what is the actual problem so having these intermediate one-on-one -on -one check ins where they share their screen or they send you what they have and you go over it that's going to give you a lot of this information of what is what is the employee actually doing because what they're turning in doesn't match the time i'm giving them right so that's going to help you address these issues if you realize like oh they're getting stuck and they're too scared to ask questions or they don't know what the questions are then that could be a performance issue. So this is the piece where you want to do your research and dig in and find out what the problems are. But the case I had that 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 called me it was it was not performance. The employee has all the skill set they need. You can talk to an employee and ask them questions and ask them like, "Hey, how do you do this and walk me through your process for doing that?" And you can tell they know what they're doing. They're just not doing it. They're not taking it serious. And part of that is your fault because you as the manager get this sloppy work, which is really incomplete, and you complete it because you have deadlines of your own and you're just trying to get it done. And the employees learn this stuff. They learn like, oh, I can throw this together in an hour, send it to my boss, and she'll spend three hours fixing it. Well, don't do that anymore. Show them that doing that 
just means we're going to have a one-on-one meeting every day or every other day. Yes, that'll be time-consuming for you, but it will encourage them to do their work correctly and to spend that time on the front end so that they don't have to waste their time on the back end having one-on-ones with you where you walk them through. And I know what you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get an EEO complaint that I'm treating them differently. You are treating them differently. They're the ones that aren't turning in acceptable work. They're the ones turning in incomplete work. They're the ones missing deadlines. So you are allowed to treat them differently and have a remedial training program structured out. And that that is how you address employees that are lazy or don't don't see the value in, in spending three days doing something that they can plausibly say, I'm done. And they know you're going to fix it because you're the you know goody goody manager who wants perfection, so you'll fix it. That's what you've got to stop. You've got to show them that if they don't complete their work, they're going to be the ones spending time completing the work. And maybe you'll be there holding their time, your know, hand, and taking up your time. That's a temporary thing that's going to send the right message about time management to your employees. Once they realize, oh. A common thing I get where if something is due on Friday, they just call in sick that day. And then when they come back Monday, magically, somebody else has done their work. This is where you don't do that. When they come back Monday, hey, send me this project that was due. Or or set up a meeting and go over where we are with that project that was due Friday. Once they realize no magical elves are coming in completing that work while they're out sick, that will stop. Will you miss a deadline? Maybe. Or secretly do the work anyway. Turn it in. Meet the deadline. Be the hero. Don't tell the employee. They still need to turn in that work, and they still need to complete it. You as the manager assign work and dictate how that work is performed. So you can do the work on your own when they call out sick and cover the branch because you know that was going to be a devastating hit if they missed that deadline. And then when they come back, Let's have a one-on-one and go over where you are with this project. And that's going to show them that calling out does not make their work disappear. And this is this is where you can show that pattern. Instead of doing a, a leave restriction letter, which is an option, that never works, by the way, because then you, they, you get a doctor's note and that kind of negates the whole thing. They always do FMLA as soon as you do those leave restriction letters. Because you can do a leave restriction letter when you show a pattern of taking sick leave when things are due. You'll never win that. Instead, show them that taking sick leave doesn't get you out of work. In fact, when you come back, all of your work is still there. And we got some new work too. Your regularly assigned duties. Once they realize calling out sick doesn't save you any, any work, they'll stop doing that. But... Lazy employees are very common, and you shouldn't get mad at them. An employee is going to do the minimum amount of work to keep their job. I know they call it quiet quitting, but really it's just that's the baseline. That's where every employee becomes that eventually. The arc of an employee is they're really good, and they get promoted, and they're they're really good. They're promoted. They're motivated. They're really good. They're really good. And eventually the promotions dry up. They kind of plateau in their career. They really don't have the skill sets to get to the next level because the next level requires either different kind of experience or a more advanced you know, experience. And as soon as they plateau and they stop getting these promotions and they stop BQing and they stop advancing, 
there's a there's just a, a slight curve where they just start going down and realizing why am I doing this extra work? Why am I working so hard? I'm not going to get promoted. And then they plateau. So eventually, every one of your employees, if they don't leave for a promotion, will become this lazy, does the minimum amount of work. So you need to, as a manager, you need to be good at managing these employees that have this mentality of the least amount of work. If you show them when you have this least work and you, you perform at this minimal level or even below it, it's just going to create more work for them. That is how you address it. You don't threaten them with leave restriction letters or threaten them with AWOL or, oh, you're going to get, you know, we're going to do discipline. You take their time. You keep the work on them that they're responsible for their work. And sometimes you can take a hit as a, a branch manager or, or a, a director of a, of a division. But it's better to take that hit now and hold them accountable and show that there's an impact to the work. The worst thing for an employee is to feel like no matter what I do, everything will work out fine. Because then they don't feel important. And they and it's and it's right. Nothing I do matters because if I don't do it, my boss will or she'll assign it to somebody else. And holding them accountable is letting them fail, is letting them see the consequences of being lazy, of turning in sloppy work, which Stop using that term. It's incomplete. If, it, if they didn't double-check their work and ensure it had minimal errors and ensure it had everything from the template or it was completed fully, that's incomplete. That's not sloppy because sloppy almost kind of writes it off as like not a big deal. No, incomplete is you didn't do the work. So my strategy for the manager was for the next assignment they have a week to do or two weeks to do meet every couple days, go over where they are, give them action plans for next steps, make sure they have the most efficient way to do it. This has been very successful for this person. It's only been a week, but she's already seeing that the employee is kind of getting frustrated that she's being in all these meetings, having to review this stuff over and over again. And is is each meeting she's tripling the amount of work she's doing because she just wants this to end and i think that this manager has had a positive you know outcome here because you're you're equating hard work with i'm going to leave you alone and that's what you want to do with your employees show them that when they work hard and they do their work and they take ownership of it that that comes with independence but when you're going to be lazy and you're going to pass on incomplete work and not really care about meeting you know, your requirements, that's going to come with it hand-holding. And it's going to come with it, um, you know, these, these extra meetings and extra training. And no one wants to hang out with their boss all day. No one wants to be in trainings and, and you, know, uh, you know, work together on it. So that... That's a strategy that's very good. But to get to that strategy, you have to identify the problem. And if it's performance, I want to see those elements. I want to see where there's a standard they're not meeting that's been clearly set. It's measurable. It's timely. It has some kind of time component in it. Um, and, you know, it's achievable, obviously. But 
Google smart elements, it'll break down the requirements. But the big one we miss is measurable. If you're not in that, if you don't have that measurable standard that's clearly laid out, then you've got to go through the conduct piece because if they know how to do the work and they're not doing it, that's conduct. And there's a lot of ways to address it depending on it. But I wanted to share this example of confusing conduct with performance. And laziness is not performance because the good test to do is, will training help? If training's not going to help, it's more than likely not performance. And here's the thing. You hired these people based on their resume and responses to the interview question. So they have the skills needed to do the job, right? Like you, when you announce the job and you put in the minimum requirements and they have those, so it's, it's not like they don't have the capacity to do the work. So that, that's where I think managers get confused is they're like, well, you know, they need training. And it's like, well, they have a master's or they have a Ph.D. They have 10 years of experience in similar industry. What, what, what can't they do that you're going to teach them? You know what I mean? And, and this is where, you know, trust yourself. You hired this person or somebody hired this person. They have the minimum qualifications. Now can they do the work and will they do the work? And, and it starts with identifying what the problem is and addressing the actual problem. It's not sloppy work. It's incomplete work. Thank you. And as always, shoot me these emails. A lot of good questions out there. If I didn't respond to your email, it's probably because I have addressed that question in, in prior episodes. So I don't like to do repeat ones. Uh, sometimes I do, you know, uh, more deep dives into the same topic. But um I, I respond to all the emails I can, but I'm, I'm definitely missing some because some of these emails are like three emails deep, and it's about something I've already talked about, and I don't really feel there's extra stuff to do. So if I didn't respond to your email, just go listen to the other episodes, and you'll probably find the answer to what you're asking in there. Uh, or just keep sending me over and over and over again, and if I see it four or five times, I'll probably break down and read it and, and respond to you. Uh, I might not make it an episode because I've done it before, but I'll, if you're persistent, I'll probably respond to you, but I, I only have so much time in the day. So I appreciate everybody listening and, um, hope this helped and uh, have a good day. Have a question for the HR guy. Send it to federalsense at gmail.com.